Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Paul Clay sitting in for Jess Romero. Thanks again, Paul, for joining us here again on the Terry and Jesse Show. Terry, always a pleasure to be here with you. God bless you, brother. I want to start with a little prayer that I find from St. Charles de Facade. And I just found it was so beautiful. It's a a short part of a prayer I'm going to read. It says, Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. It goes on a little bit more, but the point of it is, is that's what the Catholic faith is all about, giving ourselves to Christ and saying, what do you want me to do, the Our Father, that I will be done? And we live in a world right now where we need foot soldiers. And I look at Paul Clay and myself as two evangelical Catholics with PhDs in common sense, and common sense ain't that common right now, Paul. No, it isn't, Terry. And, and, no, it... and today, Paul, we're going to be hitting up some pretty tough topics, but we're also going to be lifting people up with stories where Christians are standing up to the culture of death. Wait till you hear some of these stories. But number one we're going to talk about is our loyal friend and Cardinal Burke, who's spoken at family conferences over the years. He's warning of an advancing apostasy in the church and I want to find out from this article, what is he, is he referring to? And what can we do as faithful Catholics to help build up the body of Christ? Also, we have another topic, communism. Yeah, that's right. It's alive and well. In its purest form, economics warn of impending digital dollar to replace cash. You say, what's that all about? Well, we're going to get into that too, because definitely we do not want atheistic communism to take over where we live, that's for sure. Also, I'm going to get into some controversial topic, Paul, a little later in the show about, uh, well, bottom line is, Pope Francis says there's insufficient elements to launch an investigation into Cardinal Colette, who's from, uh, he's in the Vatican, but he's from Montreal, Canada. And I want to respond by Father Jerry Murray talking about why this is not a good thing and how this kind of mimics a secular humanistic approach to justice. And I always ask the question, who's influencing who, Paul Clay? The world, <laughs> the church, or the world? And I'm wanting to say the church. And we have much, much more to cover. But I want to I just say this before we have some good news stories. One good news story uh, is that the city of Nashville it has an ordinance giving tax breaks. <clears throat> uh, this is, excuse me, I'm, I'm giving the wrong one. Georgia declares unborn babies natural persons who can be claimed as dependents on your state taxes. Can you Mm. imagine, Paul, living, you've been in California most of your life. California would never do something like that. But never. Georgia, Christians, Bible Christians said, wait a minute, these are babies. Let's give mom and dad the rights because that's what it is. So how did this happen, Paul? People stood up and said, we're going to take action. Your thoughts? Yeah. yeah, people stood up and said, we're going to take action. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, 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 a wonderful president in, in Donald Trump who made some Supreme Court uh, uh, picks that have uh, yep. definitely turned the tide in this battle. Yeah. And that's, the, that's why it's important to get out there and support people who hold our values, you yep. know? 
we can't sit home, Terry, uh, and and do nothing and just say, hey, well, the, you know, what can I do? Yeah. Well, we all did it together. We all when we elected, uh, if you voted for President Donald Trump. Yep. Um, uh, you know, that's uh, like uh, I think it was Obama who said elections have consequences. Yep, he did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, these are the consequences when we put a righteous man. Amen. Brother. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, who rules righteously. Not to say that everything that Donald Trump is, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he's not going to sanction he, everything yeah. that he does. Exactly. Right. He's he's a man. Paul, before we get to the gospel for today, I want to just quote Ezekiel again. Ezekiel mm-hmm. chapter 3, verse 18. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you do not warn them or speak about to dissuade the wicked from their evil conduct in order to save their lives, then they shall die for their sins. But here's the, here's the cash value. But I will hold you responsible for their blood. That scripture verse, Paul, really makes me want to speak the truth in charity because I don't want to be participating in someone else's sin by looking the other way and not telling them in the charity that what they're doing could could endanger their salvation for all eternity. I think that yeah. quote is just says it all. All right. Yeah, yeah Terry, listen, we, no, uh, brother. It, we often say on this program that uh, Christianity, and in particular, uh, the, the most pure form of Christianity, which is the Catholic faith. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a spectator sport. No, you know, uh, we get, we have to get involved. Yep. And by the way, there are sins of commission and there are sins of omission. Yep. And, and, you know, Jesus has invited us to participate and prepared us. He's given us the gift of the, the Holy spirit Amen. of God to, uh, uh, to empower us, Terry, to go out there and to, uh, join in this, uh, battle that church militant is fiercely involved in, Amen. and if we and if we put that on a shelf and ignore it like it doesn't exist, uh, we will be held account held accountable in that exit interview that Jess is always talking you about. You got it, you got it. Well, let's see if we can get our gospel in. It's Matthew chapter twenty three, verse thirteen to twenty two. Paul, could you proclaim that gospel for us, please? Yes, Matthew twenty three, thirteen through twenty two. Mm-hmm. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Wow. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert. And when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child as hell as you are. Woe to you, blind guides. You say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold in the temple is bound by that oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gift on the altar is bound by that oath. You blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, anyone who swears by the altar, swears by it and by everything on it. Mm-hmm. Anyone who swears by the temple, swears by it and, and by the one who dwells in it. 
And anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. <laughs> the gospel of the Lord. Oh, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. That's Paul, because that's, uh, you know, that's that, will, that biblical worldview right there, brother. Yeah, and uh, and, and I got to tell you this, uh, Terry, we, we shouldn't be swearing too much these days. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the Bible simply says, let your yes be yes. You know, yes, uh, because anything beyond that, uh, God is going to hold us accountable. Yep. <laughs> it's not, uh, you know, it, it, like he's like he said, if you invoke, if you know, if you swear, swearing is a sacred oath. Yep. And if you and, and it's like uh, when you go to court, it's not just like you're just talking on the street and you, and you might tell somebody a little lie and, you know, it's no big deal. There's no consequences. But when you swear to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me, God. Well, that's a whole different ball game. And God is saying, listen, God, see, Terry, there's a warning here. And yeah. there's a warning, by the way, to um, uh, all, all those in the body of Christ. And judgment begins, uh, you know, in the house of God. And it begins at the top. And so uh, the warning here is, uh, you know, that I see in the beginning of this gospel passage, uh, uh, the Pharisees, it was so easy for them to, you know, uh, just fall into, you know, the customs of the day or the traditions of men. Uh, you know, it's easy to get swept up in the moment. We see that going on today, Terry, in our church. Uh, there's a, uh, you know, a worldview that just pushes and pushes and pushes. Mm -hmm. And so many in our church, yep. so many at the top yep. have basically, uh, I, you know, and, and I'm going to have to chalk it up to just poor formation. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, you know, that many of them, I mean, yes, there's a few that, that, that may be diabolically oriented, I'll say, mm -hmm. but, but for the most part, a lot of people just go along to get along. Amen. But they and they don't understand the, the sacredness of all the things that uh, the sacredness of, of of Holy Mother Church, the sacredness of tradition. Yes. And when the, and when these things are overstepped, uh, God will hold us accountable. Well said, Paul Clay. Yeah. I want to remind everybody: this is the week for matching fund donations. So if you mm. write a hundred dollar check, it's two hundred dollars up to ten thousand dollars. We have. If you want to do that, you can go on our website, vmpr.org, or call us at 877-526-2151 to make a donation. This is once a year, matching funds, 877-526-2151. If you want to call me and give a donation, I'll make sure it happens after the show, 661-972-7872. And if you want to text me a question for today, happy to answer it on the air, 661 972-7872. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. Paul Clay sitting in for Jess. We come back, we're going to talk about the wonderful Cardinal Burke warning us of an advancing apostasy in the church during a holy mass homily. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888 888- Five two six two one five one. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Paul Clay sitting in for Jess. Before we get into this topic, Paul, I get all kinds of books sent to me, 
And, you know, it's a challenge to read them all. But I love endorsing people who have given such a great contribution to the church. And there's a priest who wrote a book, Prayers of the Soul. Mm. And it's uh, prayers for different circumstances in life. And what I do, Paul, is I use this book when I pray with people on the phone. For example, I get a person who calls me and says, I'm addicted uh, to, um, to the Ouija board. And I've been just, you know, it's been terrible for years. And so, you know, we've talked to her to get to her to see a priest. And she goes through this. Well, periodically they call me for this. And it's the same person. And so I sent her a prayer through the phone. And I just want to, I feel inspired to read this prayer because I think it might touch somebody listening right now. It's a prayer of renunciation. Mm-hmm. Almighty and ever-living God, victorious King, prostrated before your divine majesty, I promise to renounce to, and then you name it, the Ouija board. I renounce it. I trust that this sacrifice of this, which is so dear to me, will be pleasing to you as it was the sacrifice of Abraham, your servant, in Genesis 22. The reason why I ask you to offer you this this great sacrifice are hidden in my limited intelligence. You know that separating me from these causes my soul, the deepest pain, and the most unspeakable suffering. But I trust in your divine will Mm. that this shall be the best thing for me and the most helpful in your plan of salvation for me. Give me the strength to be able not only to give up what you ask of me, but to offer it up willingly, thus practicing perfect obedience that you like so much. You are the God And that is why you are entitled to everything that I have and possess, including myself. You know Mm. you can take away anything I have and that you want from me at any time. Just give me the grace to always be faithful and never suffer the misfortune from being separated from you. Amen. And I I pray these. These are prayers for prayers for moments of anxiety, uh, anguish. And this priest put all these biblical prayers together. If you notice, there's several scripture verses. So I want to just encourage people, type in on your search, prayers of the soul. And I've been using this to pray with people who call me for different things. And if you look at the table of contents, there's so many uh, prayers uh, for a wife who's away from the faith, a husband who's away from the faith. All these prayers are just very biblically you know, sent up prayers of healing those who have been sexually abused. This this is a gold mine of prayer. So okay, I wanted to give that endorsement. Paul Clay, we've got an article here from Cardinal Burke, warning of an advancing apostasy in the church, and it was during his Latin Mass homily, and he said the poison of the worldly thinking. See, worldly thinking rather than biblical thinking, mm-hmm. all affects the life of the church. Drawing hearts away from Christ. That's why we jump up and down and say, no, we want a world biblical view. He says, from the respect for the truth of Christian doctrine and from the worship of God in spirit and in truth. Paul, that paragraph right there (laughs) says a lot to me. How about you? (laughs) It's Terry, this is this is the theme that we we Mm -hmm. speak on often. Mm -hmm. Um, We do. Yeah. But it's um, cardinal telling it like it is here, brother. Yeah, yeah. And, and my hat's off to Cardinal Burke because he's in he's he's in the struggle as well, Terry. Oh, I. Uh, 
uh, Cardinal Burke understands that uh, uh, that uh, our church is in the midst of a battle. That's right. And and in this battle, Terry, there's a lot of suffering that occurs. Yep. Uh, and uh, I just want to say that uh, if I can wrap my hands around, I, I know you, you didn't go on with the with the article as much, but I can tell you that in the end. Um, Love without suffering. That's right. It's just it's just warm, fuzzy feelings. Amen. And and the opposite of that is, you know, suffering without love is unendurable agony. And so there, there's a reason why we suffer. That's and right. so when so when we have these challenges brought forth to the church, yeah. uh, uh, you know, um, example, the Latin Mass. And if you've ever yeah. uh, experienced the beauty of the Latin Mass, it's sure. just uh, I just went to one about uh, an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me about it. How was it? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's be you know what? You know, Paul, let's be honest about it. You know, the worship of God, the way you worship is the way you believe. Yes. And, and I love the universal language of Latin because we all are worshiping in the same language and the sacred language. And I'm kind of taking your, but I want to hear what you have to say. I'll just leave it this. I'll say, no. I'll just say this, that we know Satan hates Latin. Yes. Okay. Does. And that in its case, that in it, if that's true, which it is, all the exorcists have said that. I think that's a good reason to have the mass in Latin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, because in the end, you know, with the mass, and, and you know, and Jess would tell you that, hey, you know, Latin, because it's a, a dead language, Terry, that it can no longer uh, yeah, change. Right. So uh, through the passage of time, we know that words change, right? We, you know, the etymology of words, things change, and and they have different meanings. So yeah. we're locked, we're locked into the the purity That's of right. those, uh, you know, of of the liturgy yeah. as it was intended to be. That's right. Um, and I think that's a lot of the criticisms that, you know, in the Novus Ordo, there's just a, a little ambiguity there. Of course there can. And, yeah. and, beca and because you have, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, a lack of uh, just that great formation that we used to have for our priests, uh, sometimes we just go way out there in left field. And so the Latin Mass just gives us that structure that we need, and it gives us that order that we need. Mm -hmm. and, and we know that the opposite of order is chaos, right? Sure, sure. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, again, uh, I, I like the fact of that high altar, right? That The fact that Christ was lifted up at Calvary, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on, on the, on the, on the uh, Golgotha. Um, anyway, uh, let me just go on a, because yeah. I, I, I think this is applicable here, but, yeah. uh, uh, love is, love is what increases your capacity to suffer, Terry. Well said. Uh, it increases your willingness and desire to suffer. <clears throat> and if you don't believe me, just if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You will, uh, you will be long suffering when it comes to your children and, and then sacred scripture reveals, mm -hmm. uh, that, Okay, it's true that Jesus suffered immensely on the cross, but suffering alone was not enough because suffering in and of itself, although difficult, lacks real meaning. It defies explanation and bears no fruit, but suffering out of love, as was in the case of our Lord, transformed his suffering into a sacrifice. The love of Jesus is characterized by his great suffering mm -hmm. and the suffering of Jesus, who is loved incarnate. The very source and wellspring of love resulted in the sacrifice uh, 
uh, infinitely greater than anything that was ever known, either, um, you know, in time or eternity. It was uh, infinite because the one who bore the suffering is great. Uh, his, 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 he's infinite. The one who bore it, he's infinite. Therefore, you know, what am I getting at with all this suffering, Terry? Mm-hmm. I feel like we're, I'm suffering right now. I'm oh, we all you. are. We're all, but we have to unite that yeah. with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the yeah. world. Yes. And, uh, you know, understanding that uh, when we see something that we love so much, like the Latin mass mm-hmm. of being really taken uh, away, yeah, taken away. Uh, Horrible. Per, yeah. And, and, and basically those who love the Latin mass are being characterized as uh, almost schismatic mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a sense or or, 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 or it's almost unbelievable. Yes. But. So when you say, well, what's going on? Well, what's going on is God has given us an opportunity to perfect our love. Exactly. He's, given us a, he's given us that opportunity to just uh, uh, suffer with love, which will result and allow us to share in that redemptive suffering of Christ that he makes available for us. Amen. And so it's a good thing. So um Cardinal Burke is one of the ones he suffered. He's been uh, he's been uh, oh ridiculed. I'll say he has <laughs> yeah, been. Okay, I don't want to. No, say I'm going to say he's been ridiculed. And even yeah. when he had COVID, they made yeah. jokes about him and high officials in the church making official. Oh yeah, he he wasn't. He didn't want to get vaccinated. Now now look at him. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna die from this. You know they were yeah, joking. Well, 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 Terry, I want to remind everybody what, sac- what sacred scripture says: yeah. those that live godly in Christ yeah. will suffer. Yeah, will suffer persecution. Well, and yeah. so, if you want to use that as a barometer, uh, barometer as, yeah. as you know, if you're living the Christian life, if you're not, if you're just going along to get along and everything is honky dory, nope. you better, you better, you better reevaluate because um, there are dark forces. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I tell Jess, the enemy is not only at the gate; the enemy has infiltrated and is upon us, and we're in hand-to-hand combat. Oh, and if you good. and if, yeah, and if you don't see that, Terry, then uh, you better really relook at your faith and 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 ask yourself, Lord, you know, if you whether or not you need to repent. Well said. It's like getting into a boxing ring. You don't think you're in a fight, you get knocked out because you weren't ready. That's the same thing <laughs> yeah. right now. You got to be prepared. Hey, uh, Bishop Sheen's got a quote. I want to bring Fulton Sheen in for a minute. Full Sheen ahead. Oh, it fits good. right into what you're talking about: suffering in Colossians chapter one. Yeah. Uh, here's what Bishop Sheen says about the cloistered men and women in our convents and monasteries. They're doing more for our country than all the politicians, its labor leaders, its army, its navy put together. They are atoning for sins of us all. They are adverting the just wrath of God, repairing the broken fences of those who sin and pray not, rebel and atone not, as ten just men would have saved Sodom and Gomorrah so ten just saints can save a nation now. Now, Paul, I want to get your take, but I got to mention, Our Lady of Fatima said that at the end of every show. I say, soul, she says, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. How many of us understand that we can offer it all to God? Every action can become like a blank check. But your thoughts tying it into what you had to say about suffering, Paul, your thoughts on that, what Sheen had to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, Bishop Sheen is just, uh, 
one of the all-time greats as far as I'm concerned, Terry. Uh, he had his finger on the pulse mm -hmm. uh, like no other. Yep. And, and uh, I, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, Terry, but some of the monasteries and the cloistered uh, uh, mo yeah. nuns, they've been attacked. They, are you kidding me? Uh, Notice. Yeah. It's horrible. I have friends. Yeah. I just was with one that was just closed down. Yes. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. So this is not an accident, by yeah. the way. And no. Bishop Sheen understood that, that. This is a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. And a spiritual battle is one using spiritual weapons. Yep. And prayer yep. is like a, a carpet bombing, right? And, and, and so, it, yep. yeah. And so if you separate yourself from the world, and 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 stay united to Christ in prayer, it's going to have a powerful effect in the world. And Amen. that's what Bishop, Bishop's talking about. Amen. We come back. It's uh, Bishop Cardinal Burke's homily, August 7th. More about what he's talking about, the apostasy within. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. We're talking about Cardinal Burke's homily, yep. August 7th at St. Mary's Oratory, run by the Institute of Christ the King. Wow, these guys are great. Yeah, yep. Terry. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, so the Cardinal says that, you know, uh, you know, Let's talk about what's going on at the Institute of Christ the King, okay, we Sovereign Priest. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. So, so basically, Cardinal Kupich. Uh, Chicago's Cardinal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically uh, decided he was going to uh, restrict the Latin Mass, and they all signed a document. Uh, or they excuse me, they refused to sign the document saying that the Novus Ordo was the only expression of the Mass of the Roman Rite. To be more, I, I want to be real of, specific on this. Yes, of the okay of the Roman Rite. Right. So we know that well, it's a Samorium Pontificum, yes. basically yes. that uh, written by Pope Benedict XVI, basically recognized both That's rights. Right. That's right. Uh, in the Church, and we also know that. Uh, the Latin Mass is the Mass of the Ages, the Amen. Mass that has been there for literally, you, it can trace its roots, I think, back beyond the 6th century, yeah. Terry. I mean, uh, uh, and obviously it got more developed as it went, went on through time, but the reality is, is how can somebody declare something that the saints essentially cut their teeth on and yes. so many great saints cut their teeth on and say that that's not an expression of the latin right yeah you can't say it. this is our concern paul with these wonderful priests who who have been doing the traditional latin mass yeah. that they're not and, and they shouldn't sign that document and they should stand up to the holy father and to the holy see and to cardinal um to the Cardinal of Chicago and say, this isn't consistent with Catholic teaching and call it out in a nice, gentle way. Nothing vindictive, just the facts. And what's sad about this is the Cardinal Burke is saying that apostasy is painfully evident in the lives of those who claim to be devout Catholics, while at the same time they disregard apostolic traditions. I thank the Cardinal for saying that, Paul, because mm -hmm. I've said the same thing. Wait wait a minute. Time out. Time out. These 
back in 2015 with the dubia, which is questions that they wanted to ask Pope Francis, Cardinal Burke's one of the four cardinals that went to the Holy Father to say, please clarify these statements of Catholic teaching, and he didn't want to respond. But, and yeah. this is, I'm just being really brutally honest, what upsets me is if you're a transgender person and you want an you got a lot to say. Not just that a lot to say. They get an appointment with the Holy Father. Yeah. I'm asking the Holy Father to confirm us in our faith. Okay. As a matter of fact, I'll tell everybody right on the air at the end of the rosary today that we prayed after Mass. We always used to say, let's pray for the intentions of the Pope. I'll be honest with you. You know what I say, Paul, for the last yeah. many years? Let's pray for Pope Francis to confirm us in our apostolic faith. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what his job is. Yeah. Not, yeah. you know, not to change anything. Matter of fact, we make that clear that the Pope doesn't have authority to change Catholic doctrine. And, and yeah. this is what I think is going on with Cardinal Burke. He's saying, in such times, sincere hearts struggle to understand the permissive will of God while Satan tempts them to doubt and discouragement and abandonment of daily battles against the forces of evil, he said. Paul, this is what I want to encourage our listeners. Don't fall down and say, I'm done, because we have weak leadership in the church, or we have leadership that's trying to change perennial teachings of the church. No, this is our time to stand up, Canon 212. Huh, I'm getting lots of people catch sexing me. That's funny it's about this. This is our time to stand up and let our leaders, the Holy Father, the bishops, priests, know mm -hmm. that we want traditional Catholicism, we want the yep. apostolic teachings of the church, and we're not asking for anything that shouldn't be given. And I think that they need to know our concerns, and that's why I, I'm kind of bold about this. Paul, your thoughts? Yeah. Hey, uh, when you look back at church history and uh, Terry, you remember Archbishop Lefebvre. I do. Uh, he had some real concerns. Oh, yeah. And some would say, you know, uh, when now looking back on it, hindsight, uh, his, cons you know, it just basically validates his concerns, in my humble opinion. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of interesting that I've noted, Terry, that uh, even though, on the one hand, uh, Pope Francis. Uh, seems to be uh, uh, wanting to limit the traditional Latin mass. Yeah. But he's extended faculties, you know, to uh, the priests of the SSPX. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, you know, which basically, uh, you know, you know, shows on the one hand, I think it admits that, you know, they're not in any type of schism mm -hmm. because, uh, he's given them faculties. You know what I mean? It, you know, he's saying basically that, uh, you know, you can, you know, witness marriages, you can, you know, your confessions are valid. Yep. Uh, yep. And, and he's extended that, well, you know, indefinitely. And so... But we also so, have the fraternity of St. Peter, yes. who has the traditional Latin mass. Yes, but, who are under a lot of persecution right now. A lot now. of persecution. And here's, yeah. the, here's the bottom line. As, Father, as Cardinal Burke said, Paul, and I really think yeah. it's important, he said, but yeah. we must never give way to doubt, discouragement, yeah. and the yeah. abandonment of our daily battle to defend yeah. our Lord and his church. Yeah. Cardinal Burke stated, adding, even from enemies within the church. 
Yeah. He's calling it. What yeah. I really appreciate this reminds me of what we do each week on Tuesdays with with uh, our, with Bishop Joseph Strickland. He sees problems in the church. He says, wait, that's not consistent with what the perennial teachings of the church are. So yeah. Cardinal Burke has consistently voiced support for the Latin Mass, defending traditions against the, you know, the new documents of the congregation. And he's actually said right on the air that those who say you can't say a Trinitine Mass have no canonical right to say that. And he was a canon lawyer. At one time, he was the, the highest canon lawyer's position in the Catholic Church before Pope Francis came and let him go. But the point of it is, he should know. And so I stand with Cardinal Burke saying that we have yeah. two expressions of the Mass, yeah. the, uh, the extraordinary form and the ordinary form. And yeah. uh, those who want to take the extraordinary form away, I think is undermining thousands and thousands of Catholics who love the Church and who love the Mass. That's, well, that, that's right, Terry. And listen, uh, I get it. There's an issue of obedience here. But we're not talking about blind obedience. That's exactly. You know? Legitimate. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, a legitimate obedience uh, is, you know, God is at the head and we obey God yeah, first. That's right, buddy. You know, and and so if somebody is basically, you know, um, mandating that you should do something that uh, a right that God has given us, uh, it can't happen. Yeah. We have to obey God rather than man. That's what it says in sacred scriptures, right? You know, we obey God rather than man. Yep. And that's what Peter said. And I think that's what we have to say. We have to resist. And uh, to the, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, carte blanche, we can just disobey, but it means only in that area that if we, you know, if we know that something is, you know, is wrong, then we're obligated to obey the truth. It's that simple. You nailed it, and that's what's important here, and that's why we want to pray for Holy Mother the Church, because yes. his homily comes amid the growing restrictions of the traditional Latin Mass as Chicago Cardinals' supage canceled. Now, canceled public Masses and confessions of the priests and his diocese, leaving four to 500 faithful each Sunday deprived of their traditional uh. Mass. See, the... Canon law, Paul, as you know, the last canon says everything we do is for the salvation of souls. As Bishop Sheen says, if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing right. is saved. So my question is to Cardinal Supic, why in the world would you want to stop these Catholics who have these families? They're going to very devout Catholics, praying their rosary. They're living the moral teachings of the church and undermine them by saying you can't have a traditional mass. I mean, what on world are you thinking? And so that's why I speak up for them and say I don't go to the traditional Latin mass. I, I go to a Latin mass. I go to the, the Anglican Ordinariate mass, which is very similar to the Trinitine mass, except it's in English. I go to the Melkite mass. I have a Maronite, all these different expressions. Please, why in the world is the church hitting these guys so hard because these are the most loyal Catholics in living their faith. Many of them I know personally, and I'm saying, you're undermining the faith. And I really truly believe, Paul, some people are going to leave badly because of our leaders not giving them options to go and worship 
because of this. And I think that's tragic. And I would ask Pope Francis and Cardinal Supich and any of the others to not be so restrictive when it comes to going to Holy Mass. Because at the same time this is going on, I know like I'm on a soap opera, in that same diocese, they have clown masses, they have uh, homosexuals giving homilies, there's all kinds of liturgical abuses, and nothing is done there. So do you see the hypocrisy here, my friend? Oh, yeah. And, you know, again, you nailed it, Terry, when you said it's about weak leadership. Uh, our leadership, I mean, come on, the Holy Father, he said he welcomes schism. <laughs> How do you welcome schism? You shouldn't. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, that's just a head scratcher, you know. That is a head scratcher. Uh, yeah, because. Uh, how, you know, can a house divided against itself stand, Terry? And essentially what we have here, I mean, really, we're we're in a world of hurt. That's right. But at the same time, we have to always remember that, number one, Christ allows the righteous remnant to suffer. <laughs> Amen. Why? In order to perfect our love. Amen. Okay? Say it again, Paul. That, is a, that <laughs> nailed it. Say it again. Christ allows us to suffer in order to perfect our love. Suffering united with love brings about uh, uh, the redemptive suffering that Christ has invited us to share. In. Well said, Paul Clay. Terry Barber, Paul Clay here. We'll be right back with our last segment here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Paul Clay sitting in for Jess. I got some good news story here. Um, Catholics for Life, um, they are uh, spending a million dollars on slamming the Biden administration for their attacks against pro-life centers. I was on Newsmax Friday, Paul. Mm -hmm. defending our church on that. I was saying, showing how the hypocrisy that the Biden administration was going to protect hospitals in New England who uh, were being condemned for giving kids uh, sex changes that are, you know, eight and 10 year old kids. And they mm. said, yeah, we're going to put the police out there. But uh, these um, pro-life centers that, off, that, all, that offer alternatives to abortion uh, they can have a firebombing. They can be uh, spray painted. They can have all kinds of, of uh, attacks on their building and nothing is done by the federal government. And so I made the point that uh, if you tell the lie often enough, people will believe it. Like Bernard Nathanson said back in the late 60s, early 70s on abortion to get it approved by telling people that's just really not a baby. And many people have bought into that, unfortunately. But we want to stand up for a Catholic vote. They're a good group. I, I'm, I'm a, a member for that organization, and they're, they're basically exposing the Biden administration. And, you know, Paul, I'm just going to say one thing. I know that people say, you're talking politics. Folks, the next time we vote, ask yourself what Ronald Reagan asked in 1980. Are you better off than you were before? Mm -hmm. Look what's happened to our country. Is your family better now? No. As you're, I mean, the last two years have been devastating to this country. And so I just think that Mr. Biden baptized Catholic. Yeah, I pray for his conversion. 
But what he's doing to this country, Paul, is plain evil. Yeah. Um, we have a unique uh, situation in our country, Terry, where our government is supposed to be, you know, uh, by the people, for the people. Yeah, right? that's what it says, yep. Uh, you know, and so, uh, again... Since we have been given this opportunity, and I'm and I'm I'm going to say that God has allowed us to have this opportunity, exactly. then we have to uh, be faithful uh, in order to uh, make uh, the will of God uh, more present in our daily lives in in society. And again, are we going to experience opposition? You bet. Uh, We've been talking about it all day, right? Yep. Suffering comes with the territory. Uh, you know, uh, we shouldn't shrink back from it. We should, uh, like you, that prayer you read, you know, it was a humble prayer. Mm -hmm. It's something that, you know, we need to humble ourselves as children and say, you know, Lord, uh, where, you know, where else can we go? You alone have words of eternal exactly. life. And we're not greater than the Lord of glory. He suffered immensely, yep. and he's allowing us the privilege to suffer alongside of him. Yep. Uh, that, to me, is uh, one of the greatest you know, opportunities that we can have. <laughs> yep, I agree with you, Paul. And, and it is true. I'll just, the prayer was, I abandoned myself into your hands to do with me what you will, whatever yeah. you may do. I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all of your creatures. I wish no more than this. Right. This Beautiful. Is our, our, it's all about self-abandonment, okay? Yep. That's yep. the bottom line. Paul, I wanted to ask if you've got more on this, this whole aspect of suffering. I wanted you to read from Colossians, if you don't mind, chapter 1, verse 18, and tie it again because I think all of us are suffering, and I want to make sure that everybody understands that there's no wasted pain here. We don't, we, you know, we have to take advantage of this uh, teaching that the Bible teaches about redemptive suffering. Your thoughts? Well, yeah, and Colossians 124, um, now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions. Amen. For the sake of his body, which is the church. So here Paul the apostle, yeah. you know, you know. Again, that's why I love the Catholic Church, Terry, because yeah. we we have the fullness of the faith. This is why we say Christianity is not just a spectator sport. We don't just say, "Go, Jesus, go, go, go." You know, thank you, Jesus, thank you for what you did. Yes, all of that's true. Jesus, uh, uh, you know, made everything possible, as the great Saint Augustine said. You know, Christ has uh, merited for us our ability to merit. And so this is Paul telling the, the Colossians, yep. now my suffering is going to benefit you and it's going to fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to the afflictions of Christ. You know what's lacking mm -hmm. in Christ's afflictions? Because it sounds almost like, uh, you know, heresy to say yeah. something like, you know, what could be lacking in the sufferings of Christ? Terry, it's our participation. Yeah, we're going to be what's other lacking. Christ. You got right. It. He has made us partakers of the divine nature. Right. This is a possibility. Yeah. We have been incorporated into the mystical body of Christ. And with Christ as the head, with the Holy Spirit of God 
taking up residency. Uh, our bodies are now the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And so now, Terry, when we merit, guess what? Uh, uh, we can merit. We can, uh, you know, how, on, on however so small a scale, yep. offer these sufferings, you know, be, uh, uh, and, and, and they have merit because we're united to the infinite Jesus Christ. Christ yeah. is infinite and we're united to him. We're united to him in our sufferings and we participate in this redemption of the whole world in, in that way. Well said, Paul. And again, uh, we want to leave you on good news stories. Uh, we're talking about redemptive suffering, yeah, wasted pain, don't let it go. Yeah. North Carolina, check this out, can enforce a 20-week abortion ban, the federal judge ruled. So more and more of these federal judges, and just nice. by, by the way, that was a Trump appointee. Okay? Mm -hmm. I want to give President Trump credit because the Supreme Court nominees he put in really made the difference for the lives of millions of babies, okay? Yeah, but we're not done, Terry. No. We're not done. 20 weeks is, is not enough. No, we're moving the football towards the first down. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're doing because yep. we know that uh, it ain't over till it's over. But I want to just also throw another quote from Cardinal Seurat that kind of ties into this issue. He said, the dream of the Western globalized elite that you were talking about, Paul, is precisely to establish a new world religion. This is Cardinal, Bur Cardinal Burke, Cardinal Seurat, two of my favorite cardinals. Mm -hmm. He said, for this little group, the ancient religions, and in particular, he said, the Catholic Church must be transformed or die. Mm -hmm. so Cardinal Seurat, Cardinal Burke, are you know they're in this seat as a successor of the apostle. They're cardinals. They're speaking out and exposing what's happening as we speak. And I thank them for that because this is something that you as a layman and me as a layman, we see this, Paul. This is as clear as my hand in my hand in front of mm -hmm. me because this is what we're up against. We are at war. Yeah. Listen, Terry, this is the Tower of Babel revisited. There you go. Okay. Uh, you know, they came together you know, with one cause under one religious idea, they were going to approach a heaven on their own terms. Yeah. They didn't need God or his ways. They were going to do it all on their own terms. And that's, just, so this new religion that we see, they're trying to unite under the banner of the first Adam. Yeah. You know, I'm going to respect, you know, religion, this idea of religious, uh, um, pluralism. Uh, <laughs> That's what they're saying this yeah. in pluralism that yeah. one it's yeah. syncretism one religion yeah. is as good as another that's yeah. wrong uh, yeah that's exactly right if i mean just using logic okay there's one god yeah okay so you know so hinduism isn't going to cut it right off the bat you know what i mean yep. uh, a lot of people don't want to say what what they deem as being politically incorrect but the reality is is no man cometh unto the Father but by me, Jesus said. Man. And Terry, in the Old Testament, the thing that made Judaism so unique is that they were monotheistic, yep. right? Yep. They believed in one God. It wasn't the God of the Egyptians or the Romans or the Greeks. The, the, all, they all had many gods. But uh, uh, we believe in the one true God who Amen. is God. 
And so religious pluralism is automatically a non-starter. Well said. Paul Clay, I want to thank you for joining us and filling in for Jess. I want to make another little pitch before we close about our matching fund program the whole week long. If yeah. someone wants to make a donation, this is the time to do it because your $50 donation is $100, up to $10,000. We got all week to do it, but we got to have you do it. And if anybody wants to call me to make a donation, I give you my cell number. It's 661-972-7872. People say, you do that? I've been doing it for about 20 years. Yes, I'm on the phone a lot. And yeah, I, uh, I'm happy to do that. And I'm happy to ask you to support what we're doing here at Virgin Most Powerful. If you just heard the show and you said, man, these guys are talking strong. Who are they? Well, we're, too, we're just Catholics who love yeah. the Lord, who love our faith and want to share it with anybody who will listen to us. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, we're raising issues We're you know, yep. these are, this is what's going on in our time. Yep. And what's, you know, we want your participation. Yep. We want you to become involved. Yeah. Be holy or, or die trying. And yeah, I, again, all hands on deck. <laughs> yeah. And again, if you want to make a donation on the website, go to vmpr.org. It'll show you where there's a matching fund thing. Click button there. Uh, VM Virgin Most Powerful Radio.org. And I'll thank you in advance for all your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. And Paul Clay, I got to thank you. You've been filling in for myself, for Jesse. And uh, I thank you so much. Your, your words of wisdom on suffering, I think that should help anyone who uh, is dealing with suffering. As St. Maximilian Colby said, there's three stages of life. Your first stage is your formation. You learn your faith. Your second stage is your apostolate. Your married man, married woman, um, a priest, whoever you are, none. And then the last stage is suffering. And so, great, great that, quote. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we gave these talk here or gave this conversation about suffering. Paul Clay, if Jess was here, I'd say, Jesse, wrap it up with what state we should be living in, brother. Nothing but the state of grace. Yeah, that is it, that he nailed it. And again, uh, I want to remind you that Bishop Athanasius Snyder will be doing his once-a-month recording on Saturday with me. We'll play it on Monday of next week. You won't want to miss Bishop Snyder. He's one of the great bishops of the Catholic Church, like Cardinal Burke and other cardinals, Cardinal Seurat. I want to remind you, we do every day, Our Lady said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Make every action a blank check. Give it to Jesus so that you can help redeem the world, as Paul said, in Colossians 124. Read that for your homework and let's live that every day of our life. May God richly bless you and your family and thanks again for supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Thanks. See you tomorrow. God bless you.